0: We are, Deacon Dan, we are moving forward. We have a couple of guests with us uh, in the Fargo studio. So we're communicating across a couple hours of travel time. Uh, We have Christy Ross and Mary Wyler who are here with us. Uh, to talk about a very, very real and very serious topic uh, that is just so necessary and that continues to grow more prevalent in our time. Uh, They are here from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, Mary and Christy, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well, thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. morning. It is great to have you with us. Uh, as we talked during the break a little bit, uh, this this uh, thing about suicide and depression, anxiety, the internal conflicts that so many people uh, are experiencing in our day and our time, it's just so important for us uh, to talk about these things, to let people know that they're they're avenues for them to sort of have a release from from these internal conflicts, that they don't have to carry them alone. Uh, And so it's just, it's super great to have us, to have you with us this morning. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, if you would.
2: Well, my name is Christy Ross. I'm a board member and volunteer with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I've been doing this for, oh, probably five years now.
1: And I'm Mary Weiler, and um, after the loss of my daughter in 2005, mm. we formed, uh, we had the first Out of the Darkness Walk here in Fargo in 2006, and I formed the North Dakota Chapter and have been working on suicide prevention ever since.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah, oh man, that's, that's difficult. I imagine losing your daughter in 2005 was uh, a great challenge. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know sometimes the Lord allows horrible things to happen to us so that uh He can bring about a greater good uh and so while while it's certainly challenging and and horrific even that uh, that a mother would have to lose her daughter, you know that's not part of god's God's plan at the same time here he can bring about this great desire in you to try to bring about change uh to save lives in the future would you, would you say you've experienced some of that Mary
1: Oh yes, absolutely
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay so talk a little bit about um, about suicide depression right so it's just such a a challenging thing a lot of times when we we see suicides happen um, it happens with people who people look other people look at and they just say we had no idea Uh, like so so many times with with depression with anxiety we, we it's hard to know who's struggling uh, with these kinds of things, can you can you talk a little bit about that and just sort of maybe explain some things to look for or or how we can just be an avenue for for letting people know that we're available to them? Those kinds of things.
2: Sure. Well, the reality of suicide is that we really don't know who is struggling with these thoughts. Uh, it's usually a bad uh, reaction to or a. a, a react to a bad situation, whether it's uh, getting a DUI, having financial problems, those sort of things, um, or experience or an experience, but almost always results uh, from the pain and desperation that comes with mental illness. More than 60% of those who are thinking about suicide often give warning signs and those are really important to be able to identify. Um, talking uh, is a warning sign, talking about ending their life, having no reason to live or being a burden. They exhibit behaviors, which could be increased alcohol use, issues with sleeping, withdrawing from activities, uh, just noticing different behaviors from From their usual behavior and moods, anything from depression, irritability, anxiety, withdrawing, and then there's the flip side of that, where somebody can be unusually happy, and mm-hmm. oftentimes that's uh, oftentimes that's because they're coming to peace, uh, knowing that they are going to be ending their life.
3: Mm. H- have you en- encountered um, situations where neither of these signs were exhibited?
2: I think oftentimes uh, these are exhibited. It's just knowing just to recognize. identify them, right? And I think it happens often that people say in hindsight that, oh yeah, they were doing this or doing that and I should have known.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So how, uh, what what have studies shown or in your conversations with people who are dealing with suicidal thoughts? Like, uh, is it that that typically people feel like they have no one that they can talk to or that they don't see a way out of the, the darkness that they're experiencing in their life? Um, what, what, what goes through their mind?
1: Well, I think the important thing to remember is that suicide is a behavior, not a diagnosis. Hmm. Hmm. And so the behavior is driven by a diagnosable medical condition, and as Christy talked about, depression um, and the warning signs that Um, tell you that the person is suffering. Um, But most often, it's undiagnosed and untreated. Um, I think it's important for your listeners to know that it's never one thing. The suicidal person has really reached a crisis point, and they are very desperate to escape the pain that they're in, and their thinking becomes very limited. It's the culmination of three things. Usually there are health factors involved depression, bipolar, anxiety disorders, or serious injuries. There's also historical factors. Family history of suicide and mental health disorders or previous attempts. And third, it's the prolonged stress of events, of just life events in general, financial problems, unemployment, uh, breakup of a relationship, or a marriage. And I always talk about um, the, the comparison between when people die from heart attacks, they often die from a disease called heart disease. Well, the same's true for suicide. People die from suicide, they often die from a disease called a brain disease. And most often, that disease is depression and has been left untreated. So um, the uh, research also shows that the depressed brain is different from a normal brain in structure and function. So it's not functionally, functioning normally, and thereby causes extreme emotional pain. So you have physical and mental exhaustion every day and every night's unbearable. And the disease does affect how people think and feel, and when they're in a suicidal crisis, they see no way out but to end the pain. So it is very dark and lonely, but that's why we educate people on edu- on the warning signs and risk factors before, they get to that suicidal crisis.
0: Hmm. That's good. I, I you know, the the second factor that you pointed out, the historical factors. Uh, this is something I've become, I, I think, more aware of uh, mm-hmm. over time. Is is that actually, so As as uh, as Catholic Christians, you know, we believe we believe that the the enemy, the devil, is at work uh, in the lives of people, uh, and that he he's, he. So these, these spirits, the spirit of suicide, in fact, can be something that's present, uh, in, in the lives of people. And so for me anyways, uh, one, one thing I always encourage people, uh, I guess I can't always, I haven't worked with this a whole lot, but, uh, one thing I encourage people is to pray, uh, in the name of Jesus and to renounce this, the, the spirits that may be generational, that may be historical, uh, historically present in a, in a person's family and life. Uh, not something to be afraid of, but at the same time to take power uh, in the name of Jesus uh, to ask him to come and and cast that spirit out. Not that prayer is the answer to everything, but at the same time just to recognize that prayer is actually something that can be helpful
3: uh, for people. I'm so glad you talked about the, the spiritual component of that and the historical component. Um, I know that uh, mm-hmm. I, I have had uh, friends who have serious um, debilitating migraines just painful excruciating migraines and these are also friends who have um, experienced uh, and do experience regularly depression Mm -hmm. and this person would say to me I would much rather have the migraine than this depression because the migraine they can point this is what's causing my pain I can identify it I know what it is but the depression it seems like you're in a a, a point there where you don't know where it's coming from or why or what to do about it Um, you you may have ideas you know I shouldn't be feeling this way I've not got a reason to feel this way Uh, how do you how do you address that and and, uh, and and what can we do
2: Well, the most important thing a person can do is to let the other person who is in crisis know that they're not alone. Be aware of those warning signs. Learn those warning signs. Another thing they can do is reach out to those uh, to show warning signs who are talking about dying, Um, talk to them in private, listen to their story, express that concern and care and let them know that they're not alone and you're not going to leave them. Another thing someone can do is just ask directly uh, if they're having suicidal thoughts. Oftentimes we're afraid to ask people if they're suicidal because we fear that we're gonna be putting that, um, that idea into their head, but quite honestly, most of the time they've already been thinking about it. Another thing, uh, encourage them to seek help mental services, call nine one one. there's a suicide prevention lifeline and I'll give you that number here. It is one-eight hundred-two is talk or you can text talk to seven four one seven four one. A lot of times people would rather text than have that conversation.
0: Hmm. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Brian Cuiava. I'm here with Deacon Dan Goshi, and we have a couple of guests with us uh, right now. Christy Ross and Mary Weiler from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention talking about how we can be a light for people uh, who experience depression, who experience suicidal, de- uh, uh, suicidal thoughts and, and mental illness. Um, how can we... Uh, so in trying to be a light and trying to be helpful for others... Uh, sometimes it might run through the minds of people that we. I don't want to push them away I don't want to push them towards uh, this thing by making them feel like they can't bring up the topic because I they, they'll think I'll overreact or something like that. How can, how can we help them to, to, to really feel free to bring this up?
1: I think the main thing is to join them, walk with them, listen to them, And make sure that you let them know, as Christy said, that they're not alone and that you are there to help and that you are not going anywhere.
3: Right on. And to do this, we have to be able to recognize the signs. Yes. Right.
1: Be educated.
0: So real quick, there's an event coming up. that involves the entire community uh, in Fargo, as I understand it. Can you tell us about this this event so that uh, people can know how they can participate and, and maybe come and, and help or, or just to be there?
1: Yes, I would be glad to. It's the 14th annual Out of the Darkness Community Walk. It's going to be held on September 15th. Registration begins at noon, and it will be held at the Shields Arena. The walk is for those who've lost someone, attempt survivors, and those who support and care for them, and also for those who want to support our work. This year, we will have 10 walks throughout the state. Um, The reason this is important is that it brings everyone together who has been touched by suicide in some way. It helps them heal and know they're part of a bigger movement to bring education to our schools, workplaces, churches, and clinics. So we, um, the website uh, that you can go to to register is www.afsp.org Fargo. And we hope that everyone will come. You will also see the different walk sites when you go into that website.
0: Right on again. That's Sunday, September 15th at Shields Arena in Fargo. Uh, Registration begins at noon. And again, Mm -hmm. just to reiterate the the phone numbers uh, that were given uh, for for people who may be experiencing suicidal thoughts and want to talk to somebody, that was 1-800-273-TALK. Or if you want to text, send a text message set to seven four one seven four one, and just simply type in talk in your message. Is that correct and accurate?
2: Yes, that correct. is correct. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: Well, certainly, ladies, we appreciate all the work that you're doing to uh, bringing light uh, to our world, uh, especially uh, as we shine light upon uh, the the area of mental illness and the internal conflicts that people experience, uh, trying to save as many lives as possible from uh, from uh, from suicide and and uh, other other areas where, where people are experiencing conflict. So we just we really appreciate all that you're doing for for our area of the world, and uh, we just want to encourage you to keep it up.
1: Thank you so thank much, you and thank, thank you, for you for having us.
2: God yeah.
0: bless you.